Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy the show. I'm Jen. <laughs> and I'm Trin. This, this is Friendshipping. And the theme this week is being socially overwhelmed. Yeah. Too many cooks. Too many friends. Is that how, how does the actual t- tune go? Too, you got it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Hello. Hi. Tell me about yourself, Trin. Oh, 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 I would love to. I feel like you had a thing to tell me and all of us. Oh, I've oh, thank you. Oh, she's Jen is. So, I did a very subtle setup. <laughs> Jen very subtly set me up to talk about this project that I was really excited about. Um, so I would really love to get into VO work, so voiceovers and stuff, and as everybody who is a nerd does, I think, right? I yeah, VO is so cool. Yeah, every, I think everybody wants to do it. You know how like you have a goal and then like no reasonable plan to achieve it and like absolutely no time to put any plan that you don't have into action? Uh Uh-huh. That's me. (laughs) Hey, everybody. (laughs) Welcome to my life. Um, So I've been meaning to put together a a VO reel for literally a decade, for 10 actual years. And I have not done this. And then my friend Stephen was kind enough to ask me to do um, some VO for an internal thing for where he works. And And where does he work? Oh, I can't say. I can't can't? say. Well, it's a very cool museum. It's a cool museum. Yeah. And he didn't tell me not to say, but I think it's, you know, probably appropriate to not. Anyway, so it's like I had to like be like Admiral Trin, you know, kind of. Give us a sample. Oh, my God, Jen. I love you. Thank you for like making me do this because like I really wanted to. Because like so, you know, when people are like really good at singing a karaoke and you you go to karaoke and they're like, oh, I don't want to. I would never. I couldn't do that. And then, and, and then, then they the, go and sing Adele or something, right? Like then you're like, oh no, you should. Why don't you do it? And then like the very first sentence, they're like, okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> if you uh, insist. Oh well, I mean, I I I brought my own microphone just in case, but yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel about this. So anyway, I'm gonna I'm just gonna read do one the line. Thing. Thank do you. it. Do it in your go, Admiral Trin. Oh no, but what if it's bad and everybody makes oh, fun stop. of us? Thank you. You're totally right, Jen. I'm gonna do it anyway. Yeah. What are you talking yeah, about? Who fucking cares what people think? Someone is working against our interests from the inside, and it's up to you to find out who. It's like, that's like the whole thing. I want to find out who I want to play this video game. Who's the saboteur? We're all counting on you, agent. Like, it's like all that shit. Oh, my God. And I love, I love it. it. I know it's so cheesy. And like, I that's like my shit is I love cheesy bullshit. Anyway, so Jen, thank you for being such a good friend and allowing me to talk about this little happy weirdness in my life. There's a lot of happy weirdness in your life right now. Oh, that's exactly how I would phrase it. Yeah, yeah. I'm like stressed and happy. Not even stressed. I've I reached this like this plane of 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 pure dead dead weight where like nothing can surprise me anymore. Like someone I got an email today from someone working with who was understandably a little completely fairly and very politely and very professionally was like, Hey, um, you used the word rhino dong in this <laughs> and it uh it involves our brand too. And like, I was, you know, like, we're a little concerned about this going forward. And like, got that email at like 9 p.m. last night. And I was in bed with my night wine. Yeah. And I was just like, nice. 
hit me again. Come over and punch me in the face as hard as you can, and I will feel nothing. I was just laughing. I was like, of course you're concerned. So what was the phrase? Rhino penis? It was like, the phrase was like rhino dong. And to be fair... It get it it did get worse. There was a phrase in there in this letter that we sent to 150,000 people, and the phrase was uh, "homework sucks." No, homework gargles. Welcome. Oh, I want to be also clear for any new listeners that Jen and I both work at Cards Against Humanity, and she's in charge of our Cards Against Humanity Saves America thing. I'm not. See, I'm usually I kind of keep going overboard, and I'm like Jen is the boss. You did so good. I'm keeping it together. Literally everyone at this company. And <laughs> okay, I'll say one true fact. One, one. I'll one, allow it. One true and then, fact. But don't freak out. No adjectives. Uh, no adjectives. Okay. Our Slack channel. For the company, Cards Against Humanity, LLC, we have given it the subtitle of the Jen Bain fan page. It's true. <laughs> who, uh, here's a question. Who who did that? Me, but like yeah. two years ago. <laughs> it was like two years ago and nobody has changed it, which therefore means that everybody tacitly agrees with me. <laughs> it's funny because I had this whole time to change it and I never did. <laughs> no, and you never should, in my opinion. That's very sweet of you. So uh, that is my life right now, dealing with emails like that, that aren't like that is just a weird, funny thing in my like, you know, not not a normal thing. (laughs) I've lost sense of completely what is normal anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. Usually people don't receive professional correspondence with either phrase rhino penis or well, welcome. Yeah. It's just not normally a thing. I I cannot overstate how professional of an email this was. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's professional correspondence. So both of us in our own ways. Segue. This is such a good segue because this is, yes, it's good. In our own ways, uh, we have a lot of projects to juggle. And uh, these two askers have just a lot going on in their lives. Maybe perhaps even too too many. (laughs) (laughs) So so, uh, let's let's get on it. Okay, yeah. Do the thing. Oh, be sure. Wait, who goes first? It's usually you, but if you want to mix it up, I'm happy to. Okay, cool. Because so sometimes what we do is we split up the questions for our notes. And Jen is the yeah. master of the first question. Uh, you're too many compliments. Too oh, so, many I, I, compliments. Okay, I promised about work. I can, I never said anything about I'm complimenting sorry, you s- personally. So unreasonable of me. <laughs> question. Is it possible to have too many friends? Yes. I had very few friends growing up. I was shy, nerdy, and socially ostracized in high school. Then, in my early 20s, I moved across the country and found a ton of like-minded people who share my hobbies, and now I have a wide and diverse social circle that includes several long-distance friends I've met through Twitter. Nice. I'm grateful to have finally found so many people who value my friendship, but I worry that I'm spreading myself too thin and doing a bad job of showing my friends how much I care about them. I'm almost always booked solid on weekends, and it seems I can't make plans with one friend without turning down another. No matter how busy I am, I constantly feel like I'm neglecting someone. Mostly, I feel like I'm neglecting my relationship with myself. People think I'm a social butterfly, but I'm actually an introvert who needs to stay in and recharge sometimes. Me too. Some friends have even commented recently that they miss me and wish we talked more often. I'm concerned that I'm ill-equipped to maintain so many relationships at once and that I'm letting down the people I love. Is there a way to balance all my social obligations, or do I just need to accept that I only have time for so many friends? What can I do to show people how much they mean to me without running out of spoons? Running out of spoons. Running out of spoons. I really love that. 
um, yes, it is possible to have too many friends. <laughs> it is totally possible to be socially overwhelmed and overstimulated by the amount of people getting your attention. Yeah. And especially with so humans were never equipped to handle so many friendships on the Internet. I feel like it used to be that like you uh, found a mate and then their family is now your friends. And like there's only 40 people in your entire city. That is such a good point, Trin. Like you mentioned Twitter specifically. That is a lot of people to meet. Like that is a whole, that's like having all your friends in your pocket all the time. Yeah. And it can be wonderful and uh, such a pleasant experience to be able to reach out to a bunch of people who love you just on this weird glowing square that you carry with you. Rectangle. Whatever. (laughs) What the point is, is that like it used to be that like you fuck the Miller's daughter and then the (laughs) Miller is now your friend. I want to read that. I want to read that fanfic. (laughs) Uh, so, if, so just starting it off, that <laughs> you're still laughing you about the never, Miller's daughter. You've never gone there before. Fucking the Miller's daughter. Never been a, You've never used that phrase. Wait, fucking? No. Oh, the Miller's daughter. Yeah. Oh, specifically the fucking of the Miller's daughter. I'm literally thinking about how hot the Miller's daughter is right now. Whom? I don't. That? I don't know, but she's great looking. She's curvy and all. Like, I was about uh, in my yeah, head. She's she's too. quite curvy. Uh, so anyway, uh, moving forward, what we're trying to say is that you know, two hundred years ago, you would not have had this problem. So you being overwhelmed is not a, a deficit or a problem with you. It's just that human brains can only do so many things at once. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I'm actually proud of the asker for doing the first step in the situation, which is assessing their current life, looking Mm. around and identifying the problem. That requires meta thinking and examining. Uh, So good work on that. But like, let's talk, let's talk solutions. Realizing you have too many friends or too many people you need to like respond to, it does not mean you need to like hack away at your friends and like put someone on the chopping block and be like, no more. Although it can mean that if your friends suck. Yeah. If you need to like cut out the bottom 10. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when MySpace had like a top eight? Yes. Yeah. Maybe you need to identify your bottom eight and get in the, and be like, there's the door. You know, uh, at first I thought that sounded stressful. And then I was like, honestly, if you could hack off like 10 people from your list and just be like, I, you know what? You don't make the cut. Yeah. Sorry. You don't make the, you, you don't, don't even make the B team. You don't get a rose this episode. <laughs> So it is it is definitely possible to look at your life and be like, whoa, it's getting a little crowded in here. I got to fix this. And, you know, it's also not necessarily the amount of people. It can also be like how you are spending your energy. You said you're an introvert. Even introverts that have like two friends still need to be alone. It doesn't matter. Introverts can have a thousand friends and still want to be alone or two friends and still want to be alone. Absolutely. Because it's a matter of how you recharge the battery of yourself. Mm. Oh, you looked—you looked like I. Sounds lovely. It sounded—it looked like I gave you a giant plate of pancakes and handed it to you. That's how much you need alone time right now. <laughs> like you were like, yes, my body does crave this. I can't wait <laughs> to be alone again. I'm sorry. I haven't been alone in a long time. <laughs> Jen, I want to send you into a tent into the woods after the holiday promotion. <laughs> uh, actually, I kind of am doing that. My partner is going on a trip to which I was invited. And like, it sounds like a really fun trip. And I was like, you know what? No. Uh, And of course, he's completely fine with it. He's like, awesome. You're going to have a great time. And I was like, oh, am I going to have a great time? I'm going to not see anyone for like maybe four days. 
After, so, yeah. after this episode, I actually want to log those days in my calendar. So one, oh. I don't text you. And two, I'm going to make you a little self-care care package. Oh my God. Because so this is for real. I was trying to figure out what I wanted to get you for Christmas and I saw something and I bought it because I thought it was like, okay. But now I'm like, this is actually what oh I want to do. Oh my God. Sorry to spoil the surprise. <laughs> okay. But this is like great. Okay. Thank you. I, I needed help. Oh so. my God. I Yeah. So I am really looking forward to my vacation. That vacation includes being in my house alone. With your dog? With my dog. Oh. She's the best companion because, like, she bothers me and then she leaves me alone. That's Hug great. That Love her. Okay. Back to helping you and less about me. Yes. As we always say here at Friendshiping LLC, you can't pour from an empty cup. You can't do it. And I guess, Trin, what should we talk about solution-wise? I guess we should we should start giving practical solutions for, like, putting up the do not disturb sign. Right. Like you got it. It's time. Well, it's time. I think that even before that, I think it's important to ask what restores this person mm. and what drains them, you know, because one, that's a point you made in the notes that I thought we should we should ask. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Thank you. Uh, and two, because there's a lot of reasons why this might be feeling out of balance. It might be that they are spending too much time on people who aren't worth it. Or it might be that they feel like it's important to gather up as many friends as they can into their basket like blueberries, oh, you know, yeah. and, and that they're like, a, I'm picturing like an anthropomorphic, like a little bear with their basket just being like, I need all the blueberries. I gotta put them in here. Everybody get And there are ways to balance both of those things because it could be that you get good feelings out of making little connections with a lot of people. And that's okay. And it might be just that you need to stop there and not try and pursue that further. Or it may be that you need to cut down your list and pursue very deep connections with a smaller amount of people. Either of those things are fine. Like none of those things are bad. It's just you have to choose what you want. Yeah, man. Yeah, I guess you have to ask like, what What do you want? Right. What do you want? Now, I'll never forget when I was like 20, 20 or 21. It was before I worked at Cards. And I was talking to my therapist and she gave me permission to not hang out with people after work. I had a job that drained the friggin' heck out of me. It, and I'll, I'll be like, wait, so I can just like tell people like, actually, I'm not really into hanging out during the week. And she was like, yeah, you can say that. And right. I was like, that sounds like an insult to people. And she's like, it is absolutely not an insult to say like, I prefer to hang out on the weekends. I prefer to spend my evenings alone. And I was like, okay, this is this. This bitch is crazy. Uh, no, she wasn't crazy, and she wasn't a bee either. Uh, she was just correct. I like how the second time you called her a bee. <laughs> well, I only say one bitch per episode. Damn it. There's another one. Oh, fuck. Well, we're just going to have to scrap this oh, whole well. thing. But yeah, before, we, before we scrap the whole thing. So the, the last question is, what can I do to show people how much they mean to me without running out of spoons? And I want to be really clear, because we should talk about scripts. You're totally right. Mm-hmm. But showing people how much they mean to you does not have to take a lot of time and energy. Holy shit. Yes. It really does. Listen to Trin. Oh, hey. <laughs> Listen to me because I'm going to talk right now. So what I would like to say. <laughs> I sound like purred happily. <laughs> and, the ne- and the next thing I'm going to say is. On this podcast <laughs> where I talk, I am going to talk about the thing that is coming next out of my mouth. Um, <laughs> Ms. Parks and Rec, too. Um, so showing somebody how, they me- how much they mean to you doesn't necessarily have to take a lot of time and energy. It is let it come naturally out of you. I, I think it's so strange how we lose sight of feeling 
naturally close to people. I know this sounds strange, but I am I guarantee you that throughout your day, you think about your friends, things make you think about your friends. Uh, a couple of days ago, I was just thinking about this cute picture of a succulent my friend Kate drew. And so I texted her, Kate, that picture of a succulent you drew and posted on Twitter is so cute that I'm still thinking about it now. You're so talented. You definitely think those things. And it takes you no time to say those things out loud and send that text, send that tweet, especially since you have online relationships. Those can be very well maintained uh, in, in a small amount of time. Please don't feel like you have to follow your friends every online move and care about every single one of their tweets in order to show them that you love them. You don't have to do that. You don't, you don't have to respond to every single text either. Uh, absolutely. And if people are like, you haven't texted back in a while, they, they may say that. Yeah. You can just say, you know, I didn't have the brain space for it. Thank you for bump, bumping this thread. And then you could talk to them if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. Man, loosen the reins. I think I think you, you know what it might be, Jen? Mm-hmm. It might be. That they're so depressed that they don't want a moment to s- alone. Yeah. <laughs> that could be it. <laughs> no. <I'm> just- <laughs> but it could be that. So it seems like you're thinking about. So you start out this whole question with, I had very few friends growing up. Are you idealizing still the concept of being popular? Oh, my God, Trin. You're a genius. Oh, thanks, Jen. Yeah, we got a little clue. You gave us a little clue. But, I mean, it might very well not be this at all. But we should talk about the fact that having a ton of friends isn't a badge of honor. It isn't. You do not need to have a ton of friends to be well-liked and and valued. Yes. People can like you without being your close friend, too. Yeah. Yeah. And you having a lot of friends is not a signifier necessarily of you being a really good person. (laughs) It's true. I mean, look who's our president. I know. And this may very well be a subconscious desire or instinct that you have, and it's not something at the forefront of your mind. Um, And we're not saying, like, cut everybody out of your life. You're not the homecoming queen. What we're saying is, If you don't see that as a value point, you won't be spending too much of your energy maintaining it. I also think you should give your friends a little more credit. They probably don't feel neglected. And if they do, they should fucking say something. Yeah. Because it's a two-way street and the phone works both ways. Exactly. And they said, you said your friends text you and say they miss you. I mean, that doesn't mean they're trying to guilt you. There doesn't mean you should feel guilty. It could just be, I miss you. Yeah. AK, life is busy for both of us. We'll never be able to hang out as much as we want. Oh, we should take care of ourselves too. But hey, I miss you. That could be their version of the succulent. Absolutely. I miss a lot of people. Okay. Literally, my boyfriend lives in another country. My best friend lives across the country. And my other best friend has a baby and I can't see her ever. And then well, I have Jen once a week, and, which is really great. And then we get to see each other every day, which is really good. <laughs> I got to tell you something. Having a friend who you also work with is not bad. Yeah. Someone asked me the other day, they were like, so how often do you and Trin hang out? And I was like, every day. Yeah. And they were like, I mean, outside of work. And I was like, oh, we probably get dinner like once a month. Honestly, when we when we record the podcast, we don't we close the door and don't answer messages and turn our phones off. And oh, that's yeah. the Yeah. That's why we cut out like 45 minutes of every show because it's just us talking. Uh, Ian is going to – our editor, Ian Parman, uh, is definitely cutting out a three-minute gossip fest that we had right before we recorded this episode. (laughs) Like that's that's how it goes. So what we're saying is you fit in hangouts when you have the energy, when you have the time, and when it's convenient because having one friend or the other, it's not the end of the world and people should – 
be understanding. Yes, people should be understanding. Do this little therapy trick. Pretend you're one of your friends looking in on the situation. Wouldn't you say, hey, it's okay. I'm here when, you're t- when you have time. Now say that to yourself. Yeah. You know, I also wonder if this asker could take like their, their meta thinking one step further and like figure out the when and where they're feeling stressed. Like, are you stressed mm. because you have three events to attend every night after work? Oh, God. Uh, are you stressed when you're trying to take a bath and your phone is blowing up? Are you stressed when uh, you're like taking the bus somewhere and you're and I don't know, you your slack is there's a million messages on your slack. Like what is when and where is this feeling of feeling inadequate coming to you? Yeah. Oh, I have a good tip for this, too. Ooh, what? 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 Get a separate alarm clock from your phone. Uh, and the reason for that is, is that I turn off my phone when I go to bed and then I don't turn it back on again until I walk into work. Trin, I am so proud to hear that. It that feels is awesome. good. And I don't always do it just because like I'm, you know, like I'm not, I'm not perfect, you know, but um, I, oh, Jen. <laughs> but I have an alarm. Well, so I think I've mentioned this before that I have an alarm clock that runs away from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's on, so if you new listener, it, I have an alarm clock that's on two giant wheels and it j- leaps off my bedside and screams, and screams like R2-D2 uh, in a pinch. This uh, is not a joke. It's Trin not a joke. really owns an alarm clock that screams and runs away from her to it's get her out of bed. only way I'll get out of bed. It's the only way. Uh, but it's also really nice to not instinctually check Twitter and then ruin my day first thing in the morning. Hell to the yeah. I'd rather ruin my day like maybe fourth thing I was going to say, ruin your day at 4 p.m. Yes. Or 7. Like put off ruining your day. Put off the stressors in your life. <laughs> That's kind of bad advice to say. The no. things that you're worried about, just shove them away. <laughs> <laughs> but so, but here's the thing though, Jen. Avoidance is a legit way to deal with stressors. And if the amount of people that you talk to on the internet is stressing you out, but it's still something that you want to take care of and deal with, wait for the right time to do it. That's amazing. I have turned off all notifications on my Twitter. If Trin tweets me, I don't even know about it. I'll just text you. It's fine. Yeah, it's true. Like I, <laughs> I've, I've come to terms with the fact that if my friends need to reach me, they know how. And they will. <laughs> I think I've told you this before that when sometimes when my friends are sad, I'll put their tweets on alerts. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. It's a really good idea. It's really good. Because what the fuck are you checking Twitter for? Like, okay, one, to see how the world's on fire today. And two, because you want to see how your friends are doing. That is so true. And, like, if if all you want to do, because you're trying to avoid Star Wars spoilers, as I am, is check your menchies and read your friends' tweets, then put your friends on alarm, look at your ats, and then, like, fucking close Twitter for the night. That is such a good idea. I Thanks. love this practical Twitter advice. Oh, I just soak it up. Did they mention Twitter or am I just like no, interpreting? No, they did. Okay, they did. Good. Thank God. Okay. We're just projecting all of our Twitter stress. That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> no, they did mention Twitter. Um, while we're while we're talking about stressing friends out, I have to tell you what I accidentally did yesterday. Oh, I need to know. <laughs> okay. So uh, I sent my friend who was feeling low some bottles of wine using Instacart. If you don't have Instacart where you are... Uh, it is a service that basically where someone goes to the grocery store, picks up what you want, and brings it to that person. And I've never Instacarted uh, alcohol to someone. Well, I have, just to myself. Anyway, so I've never Insta- <laughs> Instacarted it to someone else. And you have to, like, show your ID. And also, my, this was a surprise gift. My friend didn't know this was coming. So I, like, went on Instacart support, and I was, like, explaining the whole situation. I was like, 
she's not going to know why you're calling. She's not going to understand why she needs her ID. So please like, you know, what the background is like, please don't freak her out by being like calling her on her in her apartment and being like, I need your ID because your wine is here. (laughs) Uh, What? Uh, So I was trying to like over explain the situation. And I also provided her phone number, like call her and explain that it's a gift from Jen. Anyway, I did not know that by saying that they would then text her alerts. So for and the wine was supposed to arrive within five hours of the order. So for five hours, she was getting updates automatically from Instacart that was like, hey, you're Corey or Stuart. Just stop by Mariano's grocery store to pick up your wine. She sent me a screenshot of her her responding to Instacart and being like, I did not order this. <laughs> oh, no. And then like, hey, uh, good news. Stuart's on his way. I don't want Stuart to come to the door. <laughs> Stuart's got your wine. I didn't order wine. Or Why did Stuart take my wine? Yeah. Oh, my God. And like she was like, I was going to call support. And I was like, I am so sorry. That's incredible. I know. And we laughed about it a lot now. But all I wanted to do was have wine show up at her door and then the, her be left alone. Instead, she was barraged. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's anyway, really funny. Let though. that be a lesson to you next time you try to do something nice for someone. The lesson here is don't don't do anything nice for people. Yeah, just do some. Just don't do it. Save your money and your time. <laughs> don't do anything nice for people ever again. Um, do you want to just wrap up this question well, with that advice? Yeah, just yeah. just like give up. Give up. <laughs> or or actually. Uh, on on that note, like it is okay to say no to things. Oh my god, it's so okay to say no to I things. I am so good at saying no to things. Don't book things too far in advance, um, unless you're a hundred. Like, you just don't, just don't book things too far in advance. Um, use the phrase "I'm a maybe" or "I'm a game time decision." Like, I'll decide how I feel that night. Get used to practicing that phrase. Your friends will understand, or they I, should. And get used to accepting that your friends are emotionally intelligent enough to be understanding when you say no. I love that. Your friends will understand. Real friends will understand. Absolutely. And I know that it's hard to to think like, yes, they should be okay with this thing that I'm doing. But you would be. You would be. Yeah. Then that's actually a really great segue into the next question. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there's a, this, there's a lot of saying no in this one. Shall I? You shall. My Frenchman conundrum is that I'm a really busy kitty. <laughs> I love it so much. My partner and I just had a baby, and I'm headed back to work really soon, and I have a busy therapy practice. That's awesome. My trouble is that people are so excited to hang out with our new kid and see us, and friends who have kids are stoked that we're in the club, and people I don't know well with kids want to make closer acquaintanceships. I don't know if it's an all-parents thing or just a queer parents thing, but folks are being really nice to us. Plus, there's all of our old friends, too, who don't have kids, and we just want to see them. My problem is that I don't have time to see everybody, but I really struggle with accurately representing how available I am to new people. I am someone who has had folks fail to get back to me when I've earnestly tried to initiate a hangout, and it feels really bad. And I struggle with setting expectations of my availability versus being honest about what I'm up for. I super love to see people when I see them. But days are really hectic with work, and babies are small and get overstimulated easily. So do I. Yeah. (laughs) That's really cute, actually. (laughs) While I care about people's feelings and want to maintain connections, I don't think other people understand that while sometimes babies travel easily, other times they really, really don't. Oh, boy, that sounds terrible. 
I got some good text threads going on with friends who get it a little more, and I'm moderately active on social media, and I'm able to talk about articles I've read or make funny life observations that are not just about my kid or express interest and empathy in what's going on for them, but I both hate and feel guilty about people who I know are sulking about things I failed to show up for. How does this person know that? We're going to have to cover that. I don't know how to tell people who err on the side of indirect communication that I care about them, but if they really need me to be there, I need them to be really clear and give me time to coordinate that. Say it. This has been really confounded by the fact that we live further afield than most of our friends, and we have historically been really willing to drive 45 minutes to meet them in their neighborhood, but these days, not so much. I understand. It's an adjustment. Really, most of the things I feel ruffled about are the things I could resolve if people were more willing or able to say what they wanted from me to feel good in our friendship, but I don't have the extra capacity to lean in and interpret their needs. Literally, I'm trying to interpret the needs of a very small human who cannot feed herself. If I hurt your feelings by not texting you back quickly enough and you don't say so, I'm grumpy about the expectation that I should apologize unilaterally. What are some good scripts for these things? Should I let friendships ebb if folks are unwilling to cut me some slack and meet me where I'm at now that I've had a major life shift? I'm sad to lose friends and I'm feeling both guilty and also annoyed. What would you two suggest? Oh my goodness. First, (laughs) you had a baby. You had a freaking baby. Congratulations. Congratulations. As you may know, the Latin roots of congratulations are to feel joy on oh, behalf of someone else. That. It's beautiful. That's I, lovely. I do I feel joy. Right? I, and we wish you every joy. Holy shit. Also, Trin really likes the phrase busy kitty. Meow, meow. I'm a busy kitty. <laughs> meow, meow, meow. I have to clean myself and ruin all of your furniture. <laughs> like when my, ki- when my cats are busy, they're usually making my life they're terrible. They're usually ruining something they're you usually own. usually ruining everything that I own. Yes. True. <laughs> so, okay. First, you said it might be a queer parents thing that people are so excited to see you and your family. And, okay, part of that might be true. It can be harder for queer parents to create and have a family because people are terrible and society is bad, as you may know. So personally, I actually do feel a little more joy on behalf of those families. Oh, yep, me too. And yeah. I, I got to reel it in and not be like, don't crowd them. Exactly. Yep. Yes. Be normal, Jen. But it's also, as you said, there are lots of people who want to create communities for their kids. Uh, and I think that's actually a big part of what's happening here. So first of all, please take this all as a compliment because here's the whole thing. People love you, and they are so excited that you just 3D printed another one of yourself (laughs) or adopted another one of yourself. Like, they want you and your partner and their kid to be part of the community in which their kid grows up in. And that is an incredible compliment. Like, some parents aren't trustworthy, and some kids are little shits. Like, that's real. And the fact that people see a good family to be a cornerstone of the way that their kid grows up I mean, imagine how many things you learned from your friends and how much you picked up from your friends' parents. There are so many people who are actively reaching out to you and saying, I want you to be that for me. That's so good. I mean, wow. To me, there's honestly nothing cooler and better and more joyful in the world than uh, makeshift families, than families that don't aren't just the people that live in a house together. That aren't just people that share a bed. I think that is the coolest thing and the best thing about our generation is that we have people that consider 
that are considered family, friends that are considered family is the most beautiful thing in the world. I cannot wait for my kids, for my friends to start having kids. I will suffer my kids to start having friends. Don't have kids. (laughs) Can't wait for my friends to start having kids. I'm going to be so smothery and I'm going to have to reel it in so much. I am. I have two couples in particular that I'm like, okay, so I will literally move to your city to be a cool aunt. (laughs) I'm going to freaking do it. Um, But, but. Yeah, like as cool as this is and as good as this is and as much of this as this is a compliment, it is a lot to handle. So we're not saying like, fuck you, you've got only good things in no, your life. No, this sucks extremely. There's a lot of communication breakdown here. Yeah, th- there's a lot going on. So um, to my first suggestion is it's time to set an expectation of complete and utter failure. Lower their expectations to the damn floor. Absolutely. You have a baby. You have a a tiny infant who doesn't know what food is or how to breathe air sometimes. 45 minutes to hang out with someone is a lot for someone without kids. Yeah. Like, that's a long time, okay? So let's, and and again, like, you know your situation best, so please interpret this as how this best fits your life. But tell people the worst case scenario. You're swamped. You're busy. Your kid doesn't travel very well. It's not a lie. It's like three quarters of the truth. So this is also that when you can make something work out, people are pleasantly surprised rather than annoyed over and over and over again that you just don't have enough fucking time to wrangle your entire family to go over to Indiana for baby Jonathan's four-month birthday. (laughs) Okay? That's stupid. Nobody should do that. Ugh. Anyway. I mean, I love what this person said about being less willing to travel because then they said, I understand it's an adjustment. Great sentence. Use that sentence. You might have to use it a couple of time, a couple million times with your friends. I understand normally I'm willing to do this drive, but we're kind of in a huge adjustment period. Holy shit, are you in an adjustment period? When my brother and his wife had their first kid, Maya and I saw him like when she was like three months old. The baby, not the wife. Anyway, <laughs> um, he became a version of himself I've never seen because, you know, first time parent. But also like at like 6 p.m. every night, his brain started to just like evaporate from his body. <laughs> it was incredible to witness. I was like, oh, oh, this is what it, this is. I've heard about this myth yeah, like of parents. A, a mist rising out of his ears yeah. and it's just his vaporized brain and leaving his just body. an empty shell of a man. <laughs> oh, God. And in a wonderful way because he was blissed out. But oh, my God, he just like you could tell him something and then he would not remember it like 20 minutes later because he was so tired. and. God, your friends should understand that you're tired and busy. You're yeah. kind of keeping something alive. That's not like a lizard. You're keeping a human alive. Yeah, I totally agree. Friends that have kids, friends that don't have kids, I understand that it's an adjustment is such a good sentence to use. Like, this is an adjustment period. Because let's remember, your kid's going to go to preschool one day. Yeah. That kid's going to take its ass to school. Take your ass to school, kid. Get out. <laughs> to go to soccer practice. Oh, man. So it's like, are, are you, like, so excited to sign up your kid for, like, free classes at the library just to get them out of your fucking house? Yeah, that sounds amazing. As much as you love your kid. I'm pretty sure parents, like, the best time of their day is when the kids are asleep and they get to watch TV. Yeah. I mean, that's, like, the best time of my day. I don't even have a kid. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I, at the end of this, I think that... You ought not lose friends over this because, as you keep saying, it's an adjustment. It's a transition period. That baby's going to drive a car one day. That baby's going to get the fuck out of your house and just leave as soon as it can. 
if all goes well. Yeah, right? Yeah. You're going to raise them to make it go away from you. Yeah. The the better job you do parenting, the more alone this kid is going to want to be, I feel like. <laughs> um, but just good friends will see through life stages. And good friends will understand when you spell out very clearly. Because as you said, your friends aren't good at saying things clearly to you. Yes. So now, because you are emotionally and intellectually like ready and mature, you can say, I'm tired. I'm grumpy. This baby just threw up on me four times. I'll see you when they enter the fourth grade. I'll see you around Christmas. Um, can I text you back about this next month? I mean, okay, you wrote, if I hurt your feelings by not texting you back quickly enough, but you don't say so, I'm grumpy. Are they cranky about you not texting back quickly? I'm wondering if it's just like, so, okay, let's go through all the possible scenarios this could be. Yeah. So it could be like the first person, people saying, I miss you. Yes. Which is often interpreted as being real sad, but sometimes it's just like, I want you to know I'm thinking of you. Exactly. Man, like every time I think about Star Wars, I miss my friend Nadia. And I think about Star Wars a thousand times a day. So there's that. Right. Like I, I, and maybe even this might be a general advice for all listeners that try to replace I miss you with I'm thinking about you because I miss you as we've learned answering so many of these questions that I miss you sometimes translates to, I am thinking about you and I need you to do something about it. You're not doing enough. I miss you. Right. And that's not necessarily what it always means. You can respond with something like, oh, I'm thinking about you too. I've just been so tired with this baby that I haven't been able to, to regroup. Can you send me uh, an update on, on your life? Love that. So ask people only if you really want them though. Yeah, I mean, you've, you've got to like 24-hour updates from this baby in a, in a work job. So if you don't want updates, it's okay to, again, okay to put up the do not disturb sign for a little while. Yeah, absolutely. I think that the first step is always reassessing how angry you think people are at you. Especially via text. Especially via text and tweet and, and things that are, are just typing so you don't actually know what the feeling is behind it. You can ask a follow-up and just, and just be like, uh, oh, have you been feeling like I'm neglecting you? Yeah. I mean, you can ask people to clarify their feelings. Yeah. Because you've stated that people are essentially asking you to read their minds. And that should never be an expectation of friends, especially when they're busy like you are. Yeah. I'm sad to lose friends and feeling both guilty and also annoyed. I don't think you you need to lose friends here. Yeah. Um, Should I let friendships ebb if folks are unwilling to cut me some slack and meet me where I'm at now that I've had a major life shift? This is not the first major life shift you've had. You have a partner. It won't be the last one either. Right. I mean, how many times did your friends get annoyed at you that you're spending too much time with your partner and not your friends? Like, that happens. Like, yeah. it's just, and it'll happen forever. Maybe you'll get a dog. Maybe you'll accidentally find another child. Who knows? Um, but if they are mad that you have to take care of a human infant, even knowing that one day, things will almost definitely calm down and you'll be able to dive back into your friendships again, then they're just not a good person. Yeah, I mean, honestly, there is definitely a a scenario here where some of these people do not get it, don't care to get it, aren't interested in how busy your life is. You can let time do its thing and let them go. Right, and that's really only like 5% of human beings don't understand that taking care of a human child is a large responsibility. And that's indicating a larger problem, which is that they're refusing to understand your life. Yeah, 
So I guess the question, I, I understand that you're asking for scripts, you're asking for these things, but the truth is, is that we don't really think you're doing anything wrong. We think that the problem is misinterpreting how grumpy people are. So really focus on that. So you're mad that people are expecting you to read their minds, but the problem is, is that you are trying to read their minds. Don't try. Ask them direct questions because clearly you are more emotionally intelligent than your friends. And that's happening. Yeah. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes you have to be the, the mom friend, the fairy squad mother. Maybe set aside time when you feel like answering these texts too. Yeah. I know asking you to set aside time right now is like asking you to move a mountain. But like maybe you're like, I'm not answering my texts until I'm in bed relaxed and the baby's asleep. Because then you have a little more mind space to be like, okay, this person isn't angry with me. They're just asking about my day and they want to know if we can get coffee. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is another one of those we would love a follow-up email. Yeah. And like are baby you pictures. Make, yeah, and baby pictures. Are your friends making demands of you? Because if so, send them our way. We'll tell them to knock it off. Ultimately, this is your friend's problem for making demands of you during this time. And yes, it is absolutely okay to let friendships fade away if they're not understanding of you and your baby. But it, your friends would not be leaving your life because you don't have time. It would be because they are not an understanding person. And oh, why yeah. would you want that around? The last piece of advice, I think, is you can spell out clearly what you need. You can spell out clearly that you need your friends to take on the bulk of the work of the friendship right now. Like, my needs generally take a backseat to the needs of the baby. So whenever I free time, I tend to use it to chill out. Can you drive out to see me this time? The baby doesn't do well in the, in the car seat anyway. Or the baby could scream for 45 minutes in the backseat. Like, right. that could honestly happen. Like, have them drive their asses out to you. Like, come over around 7 p.m. The baby might fall asleep, or maybe it doesn't fall asleep, but either way, we'll watch baby Einsteins together. It'll be great. Like, friends should be able to adjust their lives or not in order to suit you. And if they can't adjust them li their lives and they can't accept less, then maybe it'll pop in around again in a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how was that? Do we want to? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Fine. I think, I think we, no, I'm just kidding. I think we nailed the shit out of as usual. Yeah. Uh, again, we would love to, one, see baby pictures. And two, uh, we would love a, a follow-up. And three, like, uh, again, this is one of those instances of, I think you are taking on too much of the work. And it's time to ask questions and throw that back at your friends. And uh, they really should come through for you. And if they don't, then, like, fuck them. Man, I would love it if my friends with kids told me what, how I could help them. Yes. Because like I don't I'm I don't spend a lot of time around children. But um, so I, I wouldn't say I'm awkward with them, but it's more like, how can I help the parent? I actually don't really know what would help. So if you can spell it out, that would be awesome. Like if you're like, can you drive over here instead? Oh, and could you stop at Walgreens? Oh, my God, that'd be amazing. Oh, I would love to do that. Give yeah. me a job. And if you're and clearly you've got friends with kids as well. And if they are like, could you please bring over your kid and we'll have a play date? Like, they should not be prioritizing keeping their baby busy over, <laughs> over how much of a pain in the ass it is for you to, like, haul ass over to them. Yeah. 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 See, yeah, I really like that trend. It's good because you're also, like, you're also setting some boundaries. Mm -hmm. You know, you're also, like, that's actually not cool to ask of me right now. Yeah. Or, you know what? I just had a little idea. Oh, what? So if, if, if this person lives... Uh, like 45 minutes out and they don't want to drive all the time, you can say, I'm budgeting two trips out a month. 
And uh, and I've used them on my family or I've, I've used them already on playdates. But next month, I've got a Saturday available for my first trip out. Do you want it? That's great. That's great. That's like literally like putting a slot in your calendar. Yeah. And letting your friends know that they can't expect you to do this all the time because it's time consuming and takes a lot of energy. Yeah. I like that idea a lot because it puts in perspective like I have to plan this far ahead to make this trip. So you can't like dilly dally about this. Okay. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Well, this has been Friendshipping with Jen and Trin. If you would like to follow us on Twitter, you may. At Do Friendship. If you'd like to email us a question, please do at friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. Occasionally, we cut down the questions for time, but we don't cut anything important. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing the podcast. Thank you to Alex Cox for making the studio work. Thank you to Molly Lewis for our delightful theme song that spun off a series of enamel pins that will be available in our store. Uh, which we still need to buy a URL for. It's fine. Uh, And thank you to Lauren Gallagher for her design work and designing said pins. So this week's friend of the week is... um, Trin. No, it can't be. Oh, yeah, it already was. (laughs) Uh, You might have already seen this because there's literally over a million likes on it, but it's because it absolutely deserves it. Um, There's this really adorable tweet from the Twitter account at... Filth 800. Uh, So last summer, I randomly met this 80-year-old woman on Words with Friends. We played 300-plus games together, and she actually ended up becoming a good friend of mine. Today, I got to go to Florida and meet her in person. And it's just this adorable, like, teen or somebody, and maybe he's in his early 20s or so. Everybody looks like a child to me yeah. at this point. Uh, but they're so, so cute. Like, there's pictures of them hugging um, uh, on, on, uh, on Twitter. And it's so sweet because uh, it just shows you how you can be connected to anybody in the world. You can be friends with like any kind of person. And the internet will bring you into friendships with people who are different from you, who live far away from you. And it's just a beautiful fucking thing. I love that they connected over words with friends. I wonder what they talked about. I, I hope that he like asked her for like uh, like life advice. Yeah. And then she asked him for like. Like, I don't know. Like what do, what do like teens and early 20s people know about? Like nothing really. Fashions. Maybe, you know, pop culture, whatever the cool apps are these days. Very adorable. I love it. Anyway, good job. Thanks for listening. You're welcome for talking. Your friendship at the problem. Should I talk about this? Yeah, fuck it. Uh, I'm the boss. Hello, Jen.